Ladies and gentlemen, hope you're having a fantastic day or evening. This brief podcast is going to cover all the nitty gritties of harness racing and it's sort of a punter's guide, if you will. We'd just like to get through a wee checklist. We're going to start off with the tracks in New Zealand. Um, Alex Park in Auckland is the only right-handed track, meaning that they run the opposite direction to all the other harness tracks in New Zealand. It's actually a major variable, as sometimes horses steer better right-handed versus the more common left-handed. For everywhere else in New Zealand, they run clockwise and they steer with the left hand, and most tracks in the South Island and North Island are grit surfaces. But over the spring and the summer periods, both North and South Island um, meetings can have grass tracks. So the grass tracks run differently to the normal grit surfaces, and sometimes you can actually see grass grass track specialists who really thrive on that different surface. That leads me into my next point, because it's very important you become familiar with using the form lines on the TAB, and I would even recommend using the NZHR, NZHR's website, where they have all the form and footage, and you need to get the edge over the bookies. They have stats on their website, they've got starts on grass, how many wins I've got, if the grass was wet, if the, if the grip that they're starting on was slushy, if it was wet, if it was fast... Um, whether they fire in a fresh state, which means if they've come back from maybe about two or three months off the scene and there's no workouts or trials, you need to go and click on their name and you know have a look and see if they've been at the workouts or the trials and just see how they're running, if they're really hitting the line strongly or they're looking a bit green and off stride. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of stuff to look at on the NZHR website. And then on the form lines on the TAB, they're often handy enough Um Obviously, the X and the form line means that they've had a wee bit of a break. And obviously, the zeros are, uh, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Now, in a harness race, there can be heartache. Um, horses can go off stride and gallop. It's usually when they feel like it. So there's un- unfortunately nothing you can really do. And it's just sort of a tough luck story. Um, and <laughs> it is just one of those things. Um, but So these, these, these horses are trained in specific gates. There's two in the harness code. Ones are trained as a trotter, and there's ones that are trained as paces. The trotters tend to be in races where there's standing starts, although they do actually score up behind the mobile arms as well, and that's driven around by a car, which has the the big mobile arm gate attached to it, and they can set them off um, from a sprint instead of the stand starts where they're all motionless. Um, So, yeah, the mobile arm horses, uh, the uh, races, they're all randomly drawn a number, but the numbers ascend in order from one on the inside, um, and then wherever a horse gets drawn, that's where it will be. Now, if, on a mobile start, if you're a horse that can begin quickly from, say, barrier one, two, or three, and you can hold up on the inside and really sprint and find the top, you can be in front or you can even hand up and get a run on the leader's back. A horse that typically runs better um, will have a sit, which means it's following behind a horse and conserving their energy. The one place you don't want to be with your horse is in the breeze, which is sitting outside the leader, and this is leading up the running line, which is so often the horse running in second place. So to the to the untrained eye, it's like, oh, my horse is sitting second. I've got a great chance here, but unrealistically, they're covering more ground and they're experiencing the most wind resistance um, outside of the leader, but the leader is saving that extra two, three meters on the inside rail. So it is actually possible to win a race from coming off the speed, even though these uh, you know, inside draws are well sought after. Um, and it's so often the case with mobile starts, everyone is fighting early for those top positions. The horses with the most energy used up at the start can sometimes be fatigued near the end when they're asked for another sprint. 
Uh, and this is when the horses from the back of the field who didn't get involved with that early burn can sort of just come with one run at them and zoom over the top of those tiring runners. A standing start race is interesting. As a barrier draws a send from one, as they do in the mobiles, um, but however, horses line up behind a tape that stretches across the track and then it pings back and the horses are asked to start running, pacing, trotting um, from an almost standing still. So to being asked from to stand from being, geez, I've had an absolute tongue twister there. They're standing still, they're sort of rocking around and then they're asked for an effort. It sometimes just gets too much for the horses and they can go off stride and then they lose many lengths and then that horse has to burn quite a bit to catch up to the rest of the field. And then from there, it's sort of, that's your, your tickets are confetti because you, you really do need to be um, away with all the rest of the horses as horse racing is a game of inches. Now, in all horse racing, horses can wear gear that helps to aim and prove a horse's effort on the racetrack. In harness, there's a legend on the New Zealand Harness Racing website. Uh, but I'll quickly list the main ones you need to look out for come race day. Uh, the RD, which stands for the removable deafeners, um, and that they, these are usually pulled when a horse is asked for its final effort in a race. Um, so they're attached to the ears. They're like little plugs, and they get popped into the ears, and you know there's a little cord that can be pulled, and then suddenly all the noise rushes into the ears, and they realise they're in a big harness racing. There's horses all around them, and they just you know fizz up a little bit more and can uh, often run a bit quicker. There's also blinds, which stand for blinds, which, um, so there's also the BL, which stands for the blinds, which can help a horse stay focused and not worry about the other horses it's racing against. Um, it keeps its vision forward and, you know, it's just not sort of, it can help really focus a horse up. Now, uh, there's also this SL, which stands for the sliding blinds, which also acts as a way to block the other horses, um, blocks the other horses out but when they are um, asked it for a sprint in the final effort on the final bend um, they pull a cord and the blinds slide up and can they can suddenly see everything around them they know they're in a race and that can also find another gear and this is just sort of a brief sort of introduction um, if, if there is any other things I can think of I will throw them in another podcast but I think they're sort of the nitty gritties you need to understand about um, putting it before you put on an investment in the harness racing code. Um, it is a, a very interesting game and it's very tactical and obviously the drivers do play a role. It's not just horse ability. Um, it's the same with the horse racing. The jockey on top can sometimes get them, you know, locked away f deep on the fence and they can never get a run. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of whether you can get the right combination of a good barrier draw, a fast beginner, a nice energy saved run, um, and then get a nice gap and sort of finish over the top of, of them, and then you will, should be able to win a race. So you put all those factors together, and you just dissect as much form as possible, and you should be able to find a few winners. Um, so hopefully this helped you sort of understand a little bit more about the harness racing, and sort of helps you be a bit more confident before you put a big investment on. So thanks, guys, for listening, and go well.